Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura Agar-Wilson and this is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you start and grow a coaching business you love the wholehearted way. My guess is you want a business where you can show up as your whole creative, multi-passionate self so you can get paid, create a meaningful impact and have more time and freedom in your life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Wholehearted Business Show. I'm Laura and this week we are talking all about how to be a more confident coach. Now this is something that comes up so often with people that I work with, something that I've experienced a lot of myself and you know all those feelings like the lack of confidence, the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, like that trifecta of shitty feelings that we can experience when we become coaches in our coaching business. It's really something to to try and get our heads around, see what we can do to support ourselves to improve it. And this episode, I'm going to be talking all about this and how we can start and become more confident in ourselves as coaches. So I think there's a few different areas, I think, of our coaching businesses where we might feel unconfident and it might be all of them or it might be different elements of that but things like you might feel unconfident when it comes to your coaching skills if that's an area that people often feel a bit unconfident in their ability to get the client results connected to coaching skills putting yourself out there and actually being visible in your business as well that can really be affected managing your business and actually doing all the things to keep your business going there's so many different areas where this like lack of confidence can show up and can be really like actually really quite debilitating like it can have a really serious impact and, and it certainly has for me in the past it can you know show up in lots of different ways we can not take action we can keep ourselves small we can procrastinate learn where we're just taking loads of courses where we keep feeling like we need more and more knowledge to be good enough and to be confident enough in our skills as a coach it can lead to like pushing clients away like subconsciously pushing clients away as well pushing away opportunities not putting ourselves forward like so many different things that it can come into and it can just feel pretty rubbish basically and like I said it can be really debilitating and actually really crap and one of the reasons why I, I wanted to do this episode my the idea for it came in my head in the episode that I did a while back with Sandra uh, Vanderlee we were having a little conversation about confidence and she was talking about how there's another coach called Sarah Dan and one of the things that she says a lot in her work is you're fucking welcome so when she sells something it's like her whole vibe is like you're fucking welcome because that's going to be awesome and if this is so good and this is going to be so good for you like you're fucking welcome that you've got it and I think that's a really interesting and it really it just really stuck in my head like I followed Sarah Dan as, as well for a while and it was good that I came up in that conversation with Sandra but I think it just epitomizes that confidence I think that I actually want to have in my business that I want to show up with and to know that I'm doing really good work but confidence in imposter syndrome and feeling good enough like these feelings run deep like they really do for me it's something I've struggled with for quite a long time so really for me I think it's been something that's been running alongside me in my business ever since I started probably I think there's been times when I felt confident and I'm going to talk a little bit about some of some of my some of the stuff that comes up for me around validation as we get towards the end. But yeah, a lack of confidence. When I say this to people, often people are like, "There's no way that you've experienced lack of confidence because you come across as being so confident," which is lovely. But it's always been there, and it is still there to a certain degree. It's just that I think I've 
become better at managing it and dealing with it and, and starting to reverse some of it in some ways. A lot of where it shows up for me is not feeling good enough and not feeling good enough in comparison with others. That's the main place where that shows up for me. It has, certainly as a health coach, it really came up. There was a lot of imposter syndrome, I think, around, I don't know enough, I'm not qualified enough, I'm not, like all of that kind of stuff, just not good enough, which I'm sure some of you guys listening will relate to that. And some of the, the the flips, I think, that really helped me around my mindset and the, some of the practical things that you could do as well. Because it's not all just mindset. There's actually some really useful practical things you can do that might help around some of that this stuff as well. But yeah, it's just a lack of confidence, I think, is something that has just been around for a while. I've, I've done some work around, I can really see where it comes from going back to my childhood. I can actually pinpoint exact scenarios and situations that happened that impacted my confidence and it has impacted it throughout my life, actually. It, it really has been something that's just always been there. It's affected my body image, my weight, like everything. So when I say I understand like lack of confidence, I really do get it. And it's difficult. And, and it's something I think is probably going to be with me in some way, shape or form. But I know that I can do work that's going to help it. So yes, I get what it's like to struggle with a lack of confidence. But what can we do? What can we do to support ourselves as coaches with our confidence? And I think as a coach, doing that inner work and showing up for that inner work, like that to me is part of walking my talk as a coach. Really examining that and looking at that stuff. And, you know, it's one of those things in business. I think when we start coaching businesses, some of us don't realise that it's going to be one of the deepest, most profound personal development experiences we will ever go through in our lives because it brings up all of your shit. Like starting a business, it really does. And in some ways that is not a bad thing, but it really helps us evolve and move on. But like I said, I think part of, perhaps part of walking our talk as coaches is to address this stuff and is to do the work because it is going to impact how we show up in our businesses and how we can show up for our clients and things as well. So the first thing I think you can do to support yourself to be a more confident coach is to just have some kind of reflective practice. Now there's lots of different ways that this can show up. It can be things like journaling to help process your thoughts and just to help work through stuff. It can be having a supervisor. So this is something dependent on your area of coaching, working with either another more experienced coach, someone who might be a professional in a linked area, but someone where you can go to that person and talk about specifically, and this is probably more angled towards how you support your clients and actually talk through stuff. And, and the process of supervision, like I used to do this in completely unrelated to coaching, but in my old job working in a charity and and being a youth worker, we would have supervision and we would bring any issues or any, anything that we were dealing with in our work, we would bring that to our supervisor and it would be an opportunity to discuss that. So things like that can be really helpful because when you get to work with someone and also when you get to say, you have a supervisor who gets to say to you, yes, you handled that correctly, that can actually be really helpful for your confidence. And also doesn't have to necessarily be like a very professional supervision relationship. It can be working with a mentor or a coach yourself and anyone there where you can have that reflective practice, I think can be really useful when it comes to improving your confidence and just knowing that you've been able to break down things that have happened and look ahead and all that kind of stuff can just be really useful as well. 
Another thing that I've found that's a more practical thing that I found is really helpful is to collect positive feedback. A big part of the thing that gets to me around lack of confidence is wanting to get people results, like really wanting people to get fantastic results and feeling a lack of confidence that I can do so, but collecting all of the positive testimonials. And I've got loads of emails, I've got loads of testimonials that I've collected that have really helped me be more confident because it's like, I could, there's the evidence that I am fucking good at what I do. Collecting that evidence, positive feedback, testimonials can be so helpful for improving your confidence. And it's done wonders for mine. Just having that collection of stuff there is really useful. And this kind of goes back to a bit of my validation stuff, which I will crack on at the end. But having that evidence, and, and it doesn't have to be testimonials, any other evidence that you can find of you doing a good job, that that's going to help improve your confidence as well. And then there's also limiting your consumption of basically like stuff that makes you feel shit. The main one I'm talking about here is Instagram, guys. If you if you are consuming stuff on a regular basis that is highlighting to you your lack of confidence, self-doubt, that kind of thing, limit it. I think there's, there's a role there for looking at the things that trigger you and actually following that path, like following the rabbit down the hole thing. But I think you have to be in a place where you can have the bandwidth to do that. So for a long time, again, I used to get very triggered by people on um, Instagram and really get stuck into comparison. But what's happened for me is that over time, I've been able to improve my confidence and improve my mindset to the point where if I get triggered, I can kind of take a step back and not get so personally pulled into it and actually look, okay, so what is that telling me about myself? What is that saying to me about perhaps what I want in terms of my about my version of success like what's missing from my life is it like jealousy is it like what like what is it like actually doing that little bit of work and actually really figuring out what that is but I think you have to have the bandwidth to be able to do that and sometimes to get to that point you need to limit the consumption in the first place of things that you find in triggering so that may be unfollowing or muting people who you follow on social media who particularly trigger you and that's okay you're allowed to do that you're not a bitch for doing it there's nothing wrong with that and it, what you might find is that once you've got that like you said, once you've kind of given yourself that time to fortify yourself and work in other ways on your confidence, you can come back to that and you can start to notice where you are triggered and, and do some work around finding that because there's golden nuggets in those triggers, guys. If you can get into it, there really is. It's something really interesting to look at as well. And then another thing, just be kind to yourself. We can be really hard on ourselves. The expectations that we can have from ourselves in terms of how we show up, how we perform, all of this stuff, it, usually it's like really too much. We really have like such high expectations and sometimes we just need to be a bit kind to ourselves and have more realistic expectations of, of what we can do and who we are and, and everything like that. It's I think women are particularly bad at this. Traditionally, we've often had to work harder than men to get similar results just in terms of like opportunities and, and like everything across the board and that's not even to get into people who might be people of colour or LGBTQ plus people or anything like that We've, we all have these different parts of our identity and that are going to have an impact on us and I think it's really interesting in the realms of confidence to consider how that might be playing a part in that as well because I think we all try and hold ourselves to certain standards that might not be realistic as well and if anyone ever gets stuck with imposter syndrome and self-doubt the Prime Minister of the UK 
Look at how uniquely unqualified he is to be Prime Minister, yet he, he does it. I can guarantee you that you are more qualified to be a coach than you are for him to be Prime Minister of an actual country. So whenever I get a little bit low on it, I just think, yeah, that's what I think of, basically. <laughs> so that's something to consider as well. And then another thing is to consider stretching your comfort zone by trying new things. So again, confidence grows when we stretch our, com our comfort zone and try new things. A good example of this might be trying some video. So I've got a lot of clients that I work with. Video is a bit of a hurdle that they all need to get across basically. And getting confident in doing video, that's a great way to just expand your confidence, try something new. And often it's nowhere near as bad as what you thought it was going to be. But the, look at the areas where you feel, again, where you feel yourself contracting, where you are not wanting to show up, where you're trying to play small and ask yourself, can I stretch my comfort zone a little bit? Because that is going to grow your confidence. When you do something and you do it well, it's going to grow your confidence and it's going to be really effective too. And then my final tip, and this is a little bit woo, but this is something that I've found helpful. Not so much because it's because of the woo-ness. I'll try and explain what I mean in a sec. Not so much because of the woo-ness, but because of what it opens up in my head. So things like astrology and human design, I think have been really interesting because those modalities, they share something about who we might be. And then we can ask the questions of ourselves, does this resonate? So the example for me, so in astrology, I'm Leo with a Scorpio rising and an Aries moon. And I've done a little bit of you know research on this, but one of the things that came up, I think I read something around Leos and around validation. And I've mentioned that a few times. Now, I naturally enjoy validation. It's something that I've felt is a negative for a long time. It's something that I've, that I've felt ashamed about, to be honest. Like, I shouldn't need to be validated by other people. It's it, like I've really labelled it as a negative trait in myself. But when I started reading more about astrology and about being a Leo and seeing that that was one of, not every Leo is going to relate to that, but it's something that I really related to. It helped me reframe that and actually be a bit more okay with it. Like I'm a human being. There's lots of reasons, whether you're Leo or, Leo or not, why validation can be important. And I think it, there's healthy validation. There's, there's a healthy need for validation and there's an unhealthy need for validation. But exploring astrology and kind of looking at some of that stuff has been really helpful for me and just in terms of triggering something off in my mind that has allowed me to look at that and really notice like you know where is this need for validation like part of my shadow and where is this need for validation actually totally okay and how can I meet that need actually has been really interesting so yeah it might be a bit woo, but it can take you off on a little journey sometimes that can be helpful in getting you to think about different elements that might relate to this. So I hope that has been helpful. Just something to add as well. I think when it comes to having confidence, you know, as a coach in our businesses, I think actually having having confidence that we are doing stuff that we first of all that we have a plan that we have a strategy that we are showing up in our businesses and knowing what it is that we're meant to be doing I think that can be a big thing that can contribute towards having confidence when I felt at my most low confidence I didn't have a fucking clue what I was meant to be doing to grow this business and that really reverberated through not wanting to talk to people about what I did not knowing how to talk to people about what it is that I do not being able to put myself out there so many knock-on impacts 
So just a reminder that this week, starting today, if you listen to this on Monday the 14th when it goes live, starting today I am running a free training week. It's like an online immersion retreat week and it's all about how to elevate your coaching business. And when I talk about elevating your coaching business, what we're really doing is we're taking like a 360 look at your coaching business. We're going over some really core things that you might want to tweak that's really going to help us elevate our coaching business to the next level where we are enjoying our work, we are showing up in our marketing, we have a plan, we know what, what it is that we're doing, we're confident, we know like the mindset aspect of it as well and we're doing some stuff around the mindset um, as well and we're going to cover lots of stuff in that. There's going to be a training, if you are joining this after the Monday, the replay of the training will be available but not the live because I'll be doing that on Monday. There's also, so there's going to be the recording of the training, there's going to be a workbook and some spreadsheets and stuff that are really practical and then Throughout the week, I'm going to be doing some live coaching and mentoring sessions to help you. So if that sounds good. And again, confidence is part of what this is about, because I think it's really important to have that sense of actually like knowing what it is that you're doing is really going to help. So confidence is a big part. So if you relate to anything that I've talked about in this episode, if any of this resonates, go and join Elevate Your Coaching Business. Like I say, it's on this week. If you listen to this a bit later, you might miss some bits of it but hopefully you'll hear this soon enough and you'll be able to get in but it's going to be really fab it starts on Monday the 14th but as I see you can join anytime that week so up until 21st 20th even so you can join up until the 20th and you'll get the replay and stuff you'll miss a lot of the coaching if you join right at the end of the week but it's going to be fab really putting everything into this it's free but it's going to be absolutely action and value packed so do come and join us if any of this episode has resonated but I hope that you have a beautiful week I hope that this has given you lots of stuff to think about when it comes to improving your confidence as a coach and I will see you next time take care bye